Oh, listen, dear one, I am thrilled to announce I have a brand new private coaching container opening up called Full Immersion Coaching. This is you and me working together privately as I become your mentor and soul guide for an entire year, providing you with the full support you need to grow a massively successful and prosperous heart-led business. To get all the details, DM me on Facebook or Instagram or send an email to allison at allisonscammell.com and say, tell me more about Full Immersion Coaching. I look forward to hearing from you. Good day to you. This is Allison Scammell, and I couldn't be more delighted to share with you today's episode. I must first apologize for my nasally voice. I do have a cold, but the good news is I didn't have a cold when I recorded today's interview. So you'll only have to suffer through this voice (laughs) uh, during the intro, and hopefully there will be no intermittent coughing. Okay, if you've been in my audience for a while, then you know, you likely know anyway, of my love for the book, The Energy Almanac. I've often said that I feel like this book was designed for me, and it's the only book I keep on my very clear, clean, and minimalist desk. The reason why is simple. It helps me each and every day to live life with greater awareness, intention, and flow. So what is The Energy Almanac anyway? It is a true almanac that offers astrological insights and holistic resources for your everyday life. And today, I had the absolute pleasure of speaking to the brilliant creator of the Energy Almanac and my friend, Tam Veyu. Together, we explore the number one feedback Tam received about the Energy Almanac 2020, and this feedback may or may not surprise you. What's in store for the planet and for us as individuals in 2021 and where we'll have the biggest potential for growth. We end on a challenge that will have you planning your life and business by the planets. So stay with us until the end. Welcome to She Grows, a podcast for soul-guided women entrepreneurs ready to be seen and get fully booked using their unique genius, intuitive voice, and spirit guides. Each week, we'll explore how to create offerings based on what you do best so you can have a wait list of ideal clients and bring in continuous income. I'm your host, Allison Scamble. Let's get growing. Hey there, She Grows Nation. That is the name of this sisterhood of soul-guided entrepreneurs. Today, we're talking to Tam Veyu about how to plan by the planets and what astrological insights are in store for us in 2021. Tam Veyu is the lead visionary of the Energy Almanac. She's a transformational coach by day and astrologer by night. You can follow her social media accounts at Energy Almanac for more visual chatter on the alchemy and strategy of creating change. I truly do believe in this book, and I believe in getting this book in the hands of as many people as possible because I believe in it so much, and I believe planet Earth 
we'll be better off with more and more people having access to this wisdom. So may you receive as much from Tam's wisdom as I always do. Welcome, my dear friend, Tam, and welcome back to the show. Oh my goodness. Welcome back to the show. That's the best news ever. Thank you for having me again, Allison. Oh my gosh. I am so thrilled you're here. I'm so thrilled to talk Energy Almanac. You know what a fan I am of your book. I give it to clients as gifts. I I use it in my mastermind. And I have two books on my desk. You know this, but the listeners may not know this. I have two books on my desk all the time. And I have a very clean, neat, you know, Scandinavian themed desk. And my two books are the Energy Almanac and your Magic Maker's uh, uh, Agenda, the Daily Planner. Planner and Playbook. Yes. Planner and Playbook. Those are the two books that are always on my desk. I love that so much. It means everything to me. I have a few clients who are actually like that. They, not clients, but customers who that's the one book stays on the desk. I love it. It is. And you know, this has been just a bad, I I also told you this, but I want the listeners to hear, this has been a bad year for me for consuming information. I've just had a, I haven't really been called to read a lot of books and I'm normally an avid reader. I've just been sort of in my cave, but the one book I've read consistently week after week is the Energy Almanac. Ah, Thanks for saying that. And I will say the same is true for me as far as consuming other information. I've consumed very, very little with the exception of astrology study and the energy almanac, which I go back to often during the week. Yes. It's so accessible. It's so relevant. So I am absolutely dying to get to these questions I have to you. I'm so curious, Tam, because, oh my gosh, I remember talking. I remember so vividly back in November, 2019, December, we were part of an entrepreneurial um, women's circle and we got together and you gave us a briefing and we were all like, oh, life is so hard. Everything's so difficult now. And you were like, yeah, well, it's about to get a little bit worse. I love you, but (laughs) I remember that so vividly. So um, 2020 then was really has been really quite a a thing, right? So and it was it's all like it's all spelled out in the Energy Almanac. So tell me, please, what's been the number one feedback you've received this year about the Energy Almanac 2020? Wow. Well, if we're talking about feedback about the book itself, the constant feedback that I get is how the heck did you know? Because this is so accurate. Um, honestly, the feedback has been, oh my gosh, like you nailed dates, you nailed events. How did you do it? I am getting emails, private messages, text messages. It's about like, I read the book and I'm blown away time and again. And, and At this point, I want to insert 2020 Energy Almanac. Um, The lead astrologer is um, Janet Hickox. I go in as the um, secondary writer and publisher of the book, and I help make sure that it's in a language everybody can understand. So Janet really put this information together. And the accuracy is almost scary, even to me. You know, when I write a book a year ahead, I can't. I can't remember everything that's in it. I remember themes, but I don't remember week by week. Yeah. The accuracy has been incredible. Absolutely incredible. And and the fact that it, so the energy almanac goes week by week. And for those listeners who aren't familiar with what it is, can you tell us quickly, what is the energy almanac? Absolutely. It is bite-sized astrology for 
every zodiac sign and it's weekly articles predicting what the energies are going to be like that week so we kind of indicate this is not a good week for relationship focus instead on something more internal like your value system we indicate to readers what the astrology is going to do but we put it in a way that is applicable to life to everybody amazing amazing and what struck me also about it is that you nailed it on the individual level but also the collective I mean, obviously the two are very related, but I don't know. It was just for me, it was like the accuracy of both of those points of view really struck me. Can I tell you why? Yes. The Energy Almanac is about what we call mundane astrology. It's the astrology that's affecting globally. But so, so what we do, Janet would focus on those planets that are what we call generational and social. They're affecting a generation of people and they're affecting society. So she would start with like an overarching theme of that, but then really pay attention to the, what we call the personal planets. And those are the ones that affect our day-to-day -day life, like Venus and Mars and uh, Mercury, the sun, the moon. So, so there's some of each in every weekly prediction. So you're definitely going to, to be able to know what's ahead personally with this undercurrent of global stuff going on. So, so cool. I love that. I love that. I love that. So I'm really curious to know, Tam, what has surprised you the most about 2020 with regard like, and, and the energy almanac? Yeah. Um, I was, <laughs> this was a lot of different things that I was surprised about. You know, one was how people cling to it. <laughs> I, I mean, this book is only entering its third year. Um, so for it to be what, like what I would call a toddler and for to have people embrace this toddler, like with, with white knuckles, like this is my Bible week by week. That was surprising to me as the creator of it. Um, but you know, more astrologically speaking, uh, my, my dogs are just about to flip out. Um, astrologically speaking, it was really interesting to see um, how accurate the predictions were and how how they play out in a way that you you know you can't really predict exactly what's I don't know how to say this. Like I'm stumbling because like I'm remembering there was a specific date where it said the energy is gonna feel very warlike. And don't you know, that was the day that a massive explosion happened in Beirut. And I was like, holy moly. Like I wrote it down. I took a note. I'm like, so the accuracy of the dates has been very, very mind blowing. And I want to mention one more thing that has kind of surprised me. And that is um, that through this journey of the energy almanac, I've discovered how many people um, are actually a little bit afraid of astrology. Um, they either don't, they don't understand how it works. So they really step back and they, they will literally put their hand up to their face and say, don't, don't. And so that was a little bit surprising to me. So it's like a love hate relationship with astrology. And it, as the creator, it surprised me. That is surprising. Interesting. Hmm. That is that. And I think a book like the energy almanac is, I think it's, it's so accessible. So if people are feeling like their hands are up 
And, and then they're maybe ready to shift into, I'm open to possibly learning a bit more about this. It's the perfect book for the person who's completely new to it or has been around for a while and is kind of knows this stuff. Right. Yeah. So I'm really also very, really curious to know this question from your perspective. And I know you don't have a crystal ball, so I totally get that you can't predict the future. Um, although you do all the time, but <laughs> I know that you, you, uh, probably, I don't know, probably don't say that you predict the future. Maybe you do. Um, is the pain and suffering of 2020 really paving the way for something better in 2021? Or do you think the jury is still out? <laughs> that is such a big question, but, but really a fun one to answer. So let's look at the decade of the 2020s. The 2020s in and of themselves um, really represent a huge shift for humanity. This is about um, Venus and Mars. This is about the uh, balancing of the divine feminine and, and the divine masculine and bringing balance. 2020 is uh, that the 20s in and of themselves represent balance, the coming together of two, you know, two individuals coming together, two ideas coming together. So that this whole decade is going to be about bringing us into balance. So there's going to be fits and starts. There always, there always will be. Um, and as uh, the 2021 astrologer Shelley has said, you know, think of a roller coaster. There's highs and there's lows. And 2020, I feel like, was kind of like being at the top of the biggest roller coaster in the world. And then it kind of breaks and needs repair. And so you're at the top looking miles down white knuckling holding on to your little cart that you're in and somebody is underneath the roller coaster making adjustments adjusting adjusting and you're on the top of the roller coaster going oh my god oh my god <laughs> you know and you're feeling it wiggle and shake behind you so it 2020 has been a foundational year 2021 is when okay the rebuilding and restructuring is mostly over and now we're going to go down like tick tick here comes, you know, you're, you're moving that roller coaster cart down. And now it's going to be a series of up and down, up and down, up and down, because 2021 is going to offer a lot of choice points. It will, I feel like it's not going to feel like this year felt, this year was a lot of restriction and boundaries. Thank you, Saturn. Next year, <laughs> next year we have um, a really, it's going to feel really different and really good, but I think you probably have another question where I can answer it a little differently. Yeah. Yeah. I love the um, roller coaster analogy. That's so good. And I like the idea of choice points. I mean, that's already, that feels a little bit relieving to me. Vice, you know, I think that the 2020 is just shaken our, our foundation, you know, our, our, basic that restructure, although necessary, it's always very unsettling when you feel like your, your basic foundations are being shifted, <laughs> whether you want them to be or not. So I like the idea of choices that already feels a little bit more easeful. Is it now, am I getting this right? I, I, I seem to recall that, um, the bait, the biggest theme for 2020 or the word, uh, was restructure. Was that was that right? That was one of the words. There were four words, rebuilding, restructuring, responsibility, and vision. And, and responsibility, I really like to hammer that one. It's our personal responsibility to handle ourselves 
carefully in, in the year 2020 to handle and manage our responses and to be thoughtful, not reactive. In, and so that was a big part of it in, uh, in 2020. But yeah, definitely rebuilding and restructuring were part of it. Uh, vision was about 2020 vision, holding a clear picture for how you want your life to turn out, as well as holding a vision for humanity. Mm, nice. So can you reveal the words for 2021? Oh, I would love to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the three words for 2021, I kept them uh, very clean and easy to remember. They are the ABCs of 2021. It's about adjustment. So adjust. The second word is balance. And the third word is co-create. And I mentioned to you that 2021 is going to offer some choice points. And we do have some big um, transits that are going to happen next year that, that will be a little bit jarring, but we have choices to make. And the question around the choices is always going to be status quo or forward flow. And I would really recommend that everybody write that down. Status quo or forward flow means that um, establishment as we know it will be challenged against the age of Aquarius freedom fighters. Are we going, you know, Aquarius, they want freedom. They're very forward thinking. So this is Capricorn battling Aquarius. So the, when these transits occur, the question is always going to be, is it status quo or forward flow? Does that make sense? Did I explain that well enough? Yeah. And, um, I, I like, I love that. And I wrote it down before you even <laughs> said to write it down because it's like, this is so good. So obviously, or maybe not so obviously, we want to choose forward flow, right? <laughs> yes. Is that a dumb question? Well, <laughs> I mean, why would we want to stay in rigid old ideas? We are moving into a time where things are changing. Aquarius rules um, they're an air sign and they rule invisible waves. So that means intuition, artificial intelligence, forms of energy. Things are going to be changing quite a lot. And we'll have to figure out how to let go of our past and move into something new. Mm, yeah, that's so good. That's so good. Um, I, I love the the sound of forward flow. It just feels so good to me as I hear it. So let's go into the next level of specifics, kind of digging in a little deeper. What can we expect to find as the biggest opportunities for growth in 2020? We mentioned choice points. We mentioned forward flow. What else? What else are our opportunities for growth oh, absolutely. in 2021? I love this question. I love this question. So there's two um, important things that sort of guide all of us, all of humanity. And these are the nodes. These are the lunar nodes and where they're positioned on the zodiac. So for the entire year of 2021, we have the south node in the sign of Sagittarius, and we'll have the north node in the sign of Gemini. So what does that mean? Cut the astro speak. So south node in Sagittarius means that uh, Sagittarius rules belief systems, what we believe. And they 
it's about dogma, ultimately. So if you think about beliefs, it's about dogma and religion and theosophy and philosophy. So we have opportunity in 2021. South Node represents what do we need to get over? What do we need to let go of? What is our biggest hurdle? Dogma. Dogma. How can we identify beliefs that aren't working, things that we've been told and have held on to as a belief? How can we identify and release those so that we can have that forward flow that we were just talking about? That is a huge opportunity for next year. So when the big um, opportunities come, there's one in January, one in February. There's a couple of them in the fall next year. There's one on Christmas Eve next year. When these show up, the question is status quo or forward flow. And you can think of that status quo part of the equation as the dogma, as the South Node in Sagittarius. Where am I holding on to something that I've been told that isn't really going to serve me moving forward? Yeah, I think that's a, a really key piece. And the, the North Node in Gemini represents opportunity. Gemini is that sign of the student teacher. They're the curious, curious soul who asks a lot of questions. And so North Node is our way forward. How can we question everything? Question the dogma. Look at yeah. it and go, wow, is this really serving me? Yes. So that's our, I think, our opportunities and sort of the shadow work as well. Yes, that is so good. And um, there's been a lot of talk in the media in 2020 about conspiracy theories. And I know that there are conspiracy theories out there that are not based on much, but I also think that there are quote unquote conspiracy theories out there that are labeled that in order to discredit what might be the truth underneath it. And so that's why I don't like to use those words at all. Um, I just say, well, if you think it's a conspiracy theory, question it, seek, discover, get, find the truth for yourself. And, um, and, and that I love the idea of instead of labeling things in order to potentially discredit them, just go seek the truth for yourself. I love that you're saying this because you, what you're picking up on, this is really great, is that the North, the, the North and South nodes changed this year, 2020, into uh, Gemini and Sag, North node and Gemini, South node and Sag. So the curiosity piece, the desire to to look at both sides. Gemini is two, two different ideas. Um, that willingness to do that and, and be curious is active right now. So it's great that you're catching that. And I want to talk about that idea of um, conspiracy theory. I, I hear what you're saying. There's a lot of dogma attached to those words. Um, I would say that there's a lot of interest in all of that right now with Neptune <laughs> being in the sign of Pisces for these years, you know, there's a lot of information hidden. Um, there's a, a Neptune rules escapism and addiction, and um, sometimes these conspiracy theories ideas that can that can work in that realm. There also Pluto in the sign of Capricorn currently. Pluto is a lot. It's about power and creating change and something dying and something being reborn. Um, but it, there's also a lot of secrecy around Pluto. 
Pluto in the olden days used to rule the sign of Scorpio, which is all about the depths and the, what's hidden and what's secret and what might be manipulative. So secrets are being uncovered right now, all involving dogma. It's really interesting. And that's just it. You know, that whole secret thing, people who don't want their secrets out are going to do, uh, you know, they're going to do what they can to um, keep those secrets. And that's fine. You know, that's, that's, that's going to happen. And so I, I love the idea that we're just taking the power back to ourselves and letting the truth reveal itself. And I think I definitely believe in that old mantra, the truth shall set us free. Oh, and wow. Yeah. That well said. And you know what? I'm going to make a note of that to use that. You're right. The truth will set us free. Absolutely. Yes. So let's talk a little bit more about shadows. So what? So we've got status quo is obviously going to be a shadow that we're going to have to <laughs> handle. Any other shadows that are going to present themselves? And may I ask, maybe this is a totally unfair question. Does the energy almanac give us any hints of what might happen with the coronavirus in 2021? <laughs> uh, well, I think that it does. Yeah. Oh, good, good. <laughs> um, let me start by saying that the other like shadow work, if you want to call it that, it's, it is shadow work. It truly is. Um, it's freedom versus constriction. Really, you have to notice where am I staying constricted? Because again, the sign of Aquarius is about expansion and we want to be sure you want to be constantly checking in. Am I being restrained? Am I staying constricted? Are my thoughts contained and not really open to welcoming something new? I think that's a big chunk of work for next year. Because there are a lot of really fixed people and a lot of fixed ideas out there. And, and that's not going to work as we move into the future in the age of Aquarius. Now, around coronavirus... That I can only be very vague about it because honestly, I can't remember the um, what exactly it is that frees it up, but it's around March as I understand it. And, and like I say, I'm working off memory because I haven't memorized the book, <laughs> but around March, there, there should be some true freedom around the entire situation. So we're not going into 2021 staying masked or contained. Oh, that's, that's good news. Um, and that's consistent with, uh, other, other sources that I've, that I myself tap into and have heard from others. So that, that sounds good and very relieving and freeing. I wish I could give you more insight to that. I just can't, I can't remember why it is that that's the reason, but yes, <laughs> let's look forward to March. Absolutely. And you know, what happens in the collective is really related to what happens to us as the individual. So this is, uh, maybe you've already answered this question, but what changes or shifts does the energy almanac notice for the collective conscious in 2021? And you've already answered this in part, but anything else on that question? Well, I, I think we're, I would bring it back to the North node being in Gemini and staying in evaluation mode. Um, you know, if we're constantly questioning, constantly re-evaluating, and I would really look at more, I mean, yes, personally, of course, but also really looking outside of yourself at what's going on in the institutions and in the big, the bigger players and evaluating, does this make sense for me, yeah. for me and for we? Because remember, Aquarius rules groups. 
So it's constantly um, looking at, is it good for everyone or is it just good for the bigger players? I think that's really important that we be mindful of we are moving into a time period where it's about all of us. It's about the collective. It's about about all of us succeeding. Mm, Yes, that is just music to my ears. Mm -hmm. So, so good. And so tell us a little bit more about the balancing of the divine feminine and the divine masculine. And because I think this is that's such a big part of it. And we've had sort of a what do you want to call it? You want to call it, I want to, sometimes I call it a, we've had a wounded masculine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super and woman, wounded feminine, but we've, we've been living, we, we, we live in like a wounded max ma- masculine paradigm, uh, all about doing and authority. And I don't even know how else to describe it. And so do you see how, tell us a little bit more about that balancing. Are we going to see are we going to see a healthier divine masculine emerging as well as I think the divine feminine has been thwarted. So as well as in a, uh, more visible, more felt seen divine feminine. Absolutely. I think you just nailed all of it. Um, I think you could probably just do this podcast by yourself. Yeah. Over this decade, you're definitely going to see I, um, the, the, masculine and feminine come into balance. And I think you're exactly right when you called it the wounded male or the masculine. Um, There is a sacred wound and it does need to be healed. And really, I think both feminine and masculine have been wounded. And what we're going to see is women coming into power in a way that is more pleasant, more easy to receive. Because women coming into power, I feel like women coming into power in the last two or three decades has been, you have to wear a power suit. You have to show up, you know, with your shoulders back and in a power pose and, you know, all these things. But I think we're going to be allowed to be more of our true feminine selves and be softer and still be a strong leader that will, um, that can bring the extra information to the table. My father, um, talks, who is, is a medical intuitive, but he talks a lot about how a woman's brain has more synapses firing than a man. So we literally do have extra information coming into our brains that men don't have. It's why you and I can multitask better than our spouses. Right. Um, and the divine the divine masculine men who are wounded, feeling broken, made to be put in their places for being who they are, they're going to have the freedom to be as soft as they need to be or be as strong as they need to be, but not be put into a box of um, expectations. This whole decade is going to be about bringing that into balance. And there are key aspects at play that are going to bring that to fruition. So good. So good. So good. So say a little bit more about the co-create, co-create. Tell us a little bit more about what that means, how that's going to show up in our lives. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, we have opportunity in next year with Jupiter going into Pisces. Jupiter is going to start the year in Aquarius. That's a really big deal that starts in on solstice in December of 2020. But um, so Jupiter will be in Aquarius, but at some point next year, it's going to shift and go into Pisces. And this is our 
golden opportunity. Jupiter is the planet of expansion and of opportunity and of, um, I call her lady luck. So um, you can imagine it's, it's hope and optimism. It's everything wonderful. Um, Pisces is the planet of the visionary, uh, visionary. Yeah. Pisces is a sign of the visionary and the dreamer. And it's about emotion and intuition. So Jupiter is going to expand our spiritual selves. Jupiter is going to come into that sign and open our third eyes and make our, our butterflies flutter a little more in our stomach and make the hair on our neck stand up. And we're going to have this opportunity to be really in tune with universal forces. And this is the reminder that we are all co-creating a universe as we um, have a vision and emote into it. We feel into it. We are literally throwing off neurons that fire in our quantum field and become part of the collective. So it boils down to always remembering you are co-creating with every word and every thought that you put into 2021. When you have a big bump in the road mid-January, you get to respond and be reactive and be angry, or you get to be thoughtful in your response and put something into the quantum soup that is tasty, something that adds a beautiful flavor that everybody wants more of. I'm excited that we have a big chunk of time mid-year next year that we're really going to come into that like I'm so in touch and I'm so in tune and I know my part of this of being on this planet. I know my part. I am co-creating the new earth. It's exciting. It makes me well up with tears because Oh my gosh, I'm co-creating the new earth. That is tear worthy. Yeah, that's beautiful. Like, that's why we're here. We're, that's what the energy almanac is about. That is why I put this book on the planet. We're co-creating. Mm. We're making something magical for our, our littles. My grandchildren, your beautiful little daughter, like we're creating a planet that can be really harsh or that can be really soft and beautiful. Nice, nice, nice. So Tam, tell us, what are your top tips for using the energy almanac in our everyday life just to, to grow, to make life more easeful, to co-create, to up-level, to whatever it is we want to do in a, on a given day? Oh, <laughs> well, I would say, you know, literally live with the al almanac nearby. Keep it in... Keep the almanac in your sight. The fact that you said you keep it on your very clean desk so that you see it is really the best use of the book. If you're a person that's in your living room a lot, fine. Leave it on the side table next to your couch or leave it on the couch. Leave the book out so that you can reference it a lot. If you happen to be reading a headline on the internet and you can't make sense of it, go back to the book and reference, oh yeah, this, this is happening because of... And, and you can reference it and put yourself back in check. Remember, 2021 is about seeking balance. So don't stay in that loop of why is this happening? Why is this happening? Why is this happening? No, go seek out the answer and know that you're not alone. You know, that's something that I heard a lot. Like I felt less lonely knowing it's not just me in my little world. It's everybody that's going through this story. So my top tip is to use it, like keep it nearby, underline it. For me, I take a highlighter every week and I highlight key themes that I think might happen. 
the paying attention to those words that I'm underlying helps stick it in my brain. And then I also, um, I also will pull, have the monthly illustration pulled out and framed so that it is nearby and I can reference again the, the theme of the week. So it's really about having it at hand. Yes, 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 yes. I love it. And that's pretty much how I use it. I mean, I also read it and I kind of base my social media content around it. And, you know, I, I really try to incorporate it in, in all that I do, the guidance and just the thought, just being mindful of what's happening. Um, are there any additions or changes to the book? Cause right now, for example, you have the week by week astrological insights, and then you take us through if there's a full moon or a new moon and what those mean. And there's a numerology section, a gemstone wisdom, um, a journaling portion, foods that nourish. I mean, oil application, movement of the month. Is there anything new or different that we can expect to see? Would you believe there is? Ooh, I would believe because it's you. <laughs> I'm super excited about some of the changes we made this year. Uh, the book is an evolution probably of me as much of, it, of its own entity. Um, yeah. So one thing that we did for 2021 is the astrologer Shelly Enteen. Um, her website is astralessence.com. She said, let's include the solar cycle information. So the sun has the same basic themes as the moon. So the moon goes around in a 28 and a half day cycle and every um, quarter represents a specific ideas that you should use. It's like you go from planting a seed to nurturing the seed to the fruition of it and then evaluating it and shedding whatever you don't need. It's this, it's this cycle. Well, the sun does the same thing over a longer period. It works from January through December, the cycles of light. Well, she um, laid those out for us in the book. So at the front of every month, you'll be able to look at the icon and go, oh yeah, that's right. This month we're in um, nurturing. We're in the nurturing mode. So everything you want to do, you want to want to add some nurturing to it, some mothering to something. Um, that's one aspect. The other thing is that in every weekly article that we did, there is the lunar cycle. So every week, you know, which part of the lunar cycle you're in. Um, that's really beneficial for planning purposes. You'll know exactly which week you should be reevaluating, which week you should be internal, which week you should be external, yin and yang. All the quarters of the moon are put into this year's book. So I love that. I'm super excited about it. And for those who really love, you know, the Zodiac type information, we have also labeled the moon, the week with which Zodiac signs the moon will be in because you're different in Pisces than you are in Virgo. So if we have a week when you're going to be in Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, we've labeled that for you. So you will know how your emotions are going to play out over the week. How cool is that to kind of like predict your sort of emotional state during the week. I think that's great. <laughs> All I'm thinking right now, Tam, is I can't wait to get my 2021 copy. Right? <laughs> oh my gosh. It sounds amazing. You know, just to give you more like testimonials here, like I really used all of it. I used the nourishment section, you know, when we were all quarantining and I was having my sugar and 
too much alcohol. And, you know, I was going for that comfort stuff and I was like, I need to stop doing this. And I went to that nourishment section and it was just written so well. I even played around with the gemstones and these are not, this is not my, you know, I'm, I'm not a gemstone expert, but it was just so much fun and it was so helpful. Like it's like all of it together is so it's such a gem, this book, such a gem. I love that you called it a gem. I, I, I like to say it's really robust and it is. And I really want to give kudos to the contributors this year. I have all new contributors, which is kind of exciting. I wanted to shake things up. That was just a simple choice I made, not because the 2020 writers weren't great. They were amazing. But I brought in um, a new gemstone person who was so much fun to work with. Um, Kate Sarton, amazing. And she created a bracelet you can wear that matches the energies of 2021. I mean, brilliant. Um, she wrote the mantras this year. Essential oils were just, I mean, what's okay, but wait a minute, let me back up a little bit. We have a, a yoga person who brought in yoga philosophy and we have a new um, health expert who who not only did some writing, but we have some recipes right in the book this year. So that was cool. Oh, cool. And then last but not least, we brought in a medical intuitive who kind of dropped in his best health advice from his history in working with his patients, kind of like commonly found problems and what you can do about them. So new sections this year that are really really great. I think we did such a good job. You also know notice a new format in the book this year in that the um, the headings are really stunning. So you can really quickly pick out where's the gemstones, where are the moons, which week am I in? Oh, I'm so excited. And I happen to know the brilliant Kate Sarton. And that is so exciting to hear that she is part of this. Yeah. I love it. And it, does it have your incredible art? In it. Gee whiz, thank you for asking. Yes, I did the cover art again this year and I did all of the illustrations in the um, the month by month illustrations. So this year I changed that up a little bit. Instead of doing my typical like little illustrations that represent the energy of the week, instead I chose to do one beautiful watercolor il illustration that is a roomy quote. So every month you have a beautiful roomy quote that you can sort of ruminate on, ponder on. And um, there, I made all of those available as posters that you can buy for your office or your, for your home. Uh, and I really had so much fun. Every single illustration in the book is about a tree because for 2021, you want to be the tree. You want to stay grounded and rooted. You want to be super flexible and be able to move with whatever's coming at you. And you need to let go what isn't serving you, status quo or forward flow. So the leaves that fall on the tree are just another beautiful part of, a, of something that represents pure flexibility. Mm, wow. I am blown away and so excited to get my hands on a copy. Uh, Tam, you're such a gifted artist. I love, I just love how you present visual, how you create visual, you're, you just, it's a visual, um, I don't know. It's just fantastic to experience your art. I love it so much. And you have been a guest on this podcast. So, you know, maybe you're ready for this question. I like to put my guests on the spot and ask them to leave our listeners with a challenge. Ooh, I did not remember this at all. Okay. Then the challenge is 
for every person listening to discover, if you don't know it, know your sun sign, learn your moon sign, and understand your rising sign. Those matter. The sun is who you are at your core. It's who you are when you're alone. The moon is how you do your emotions. Very important to understand that. And your rising sign is the mask that you wear so that you can make it through the world. The rising sign is how other people would see you or guess who you are, the rising sign. So know those inside and out. It will change your entire 2021. So cool. So sun sign, moon sign, rising sign. If you are new to this, how would you recommend somebody gather this information? Just simply go to a free um, birth chart maker. I love the astro charts. So the word astro hyphen charts with an S.com. It's beautiful to look at. You type in your um, birth location and time and it will... It, pop up your chart and generate it. And then you can just, it'll, it'll literally spell it out for you. Your rising sign, your ascendant, your ASC on the chart. Beautiful, beautiful. And tell our listeners how they can get, find you, connect with you and get their hands on this amazing book. Super hard. It's the energy almanac.com. <laughs> and it's also um, all of my handles on social media. You can go to the energy almanac. Just keep looking that up. Find it on Google, Amazon, Facebook, Instagram, you name it. Do you do international shipping? Got a lot of international listeners. I know. Um, so I didn't land with um, like European Amazon this time. There's a company called oillife.com. And I do believe that they ship internationally. I am on the, of course, American Amazon. Um, and I'm happy to ship it internationally. It's just that it's going to cost a little more. I'm, I am happy to get it out there to you. If I have to ship it from my big pink office, I gladly will. <laughs> and... Um, can they get a digital copy? Absolutely. The ebook is available and up at um, theenergyalmanac.com. Okay, perfect. So you, if you are not resident in the United States, you can get your ebook or you can check out these other resources and grab your ebook on theenergyalmanac.com. All those links will be in the show notes. Tam, thank you so much. Ah, this was just so much fun. I'm so excited to get my copy. You are such a gift. Um, really, thank you so much for being here and for all the incredible work you're doing in the world to bring forth our new earth. Well, thank you so much, Allison. This has been such a blessing for me. And I'm saying to you and to all of your audience, have an out of this world year. <laughs> Great. I want to thank you so much for listening. And if you're loving this episode, go ahead and hit subscribe wherever it is you listen. And I'd be super grateful for a rating and review so more people can find us. And if you'd like help calling in your ideal clients, then download my free checklist to identify and remove the five visibility blocks that are preventing them from finding you. Your offerings are too important to remain invisible, so this checklist will help you be seen and get fully booked. You can find a link to download on my website, allisonscammell.com, as well as in the show notes. 